All right, so we are back here once again on a once again on the Washington Football Guys podcast. We are back here once again. What's going on, Rob? Going on, Coach? Nothing much. Friday, man. man. Yes, Friday. Um, episode twenty. Um, here, so we definitely, you know, going strong with the Washington Football Guys podcast. It's more than just a just a um, you know, it's it's it's, it's a way of life at this point. It's twenty episodes in. And we got a special, yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> this is uh, we in a, especially with our team is pretty much um, you know for better or for worse. So you know we here for the, the long haul or until January 9th. <laughs> 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 At this point, well, of course the Washington football team does play the Green Bay Packers this week. So we uh, we got a special guest in the building. I got my guy Tyler Ingram from the Sports Gauntlet. And also, um, one of my fellow uh, Alex Fleming's NFL yes. carousel. Yes, and NBA carousel yes. too, NBA, correct? Yes, yes. NBA yeah. carousel as well. Yes, yep. Got my guy Tyler. So what's what's going on, man? <laughs> Good, man. How you guys doing? Feel honored that I got invited on here and jumped at it. So I'm stoked to be here. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we're here. And um, yeah, so we'll um, have Tyler with us. Um, we'll be previewing the matchup between our Washington football team versus his Green Bay Packers team. That's pretty much on the roll at this point, looking for that sixth straight victory. So. <laughs> it's just, I'm not looking forward to this. <laughs> But hey, let's. I'm, I'm, I, we gotta be the. I gotta be the consummate professional, you know. Yes. Do thick and thin. I gotta, I gotta. I gotta still have some some professional in me. So we'll go around the horn, fellas, and we're gonna just preview this matchup. And of course, before we get started, we are um, watch the football guys are powered by the good folks at mybookie.ag. Head on there. Um, use our promo code off the ball, but you get 50% off your deposit up to $1,000. So head on to mybookie.ag and uh, start winning. So, fellas. Oh, I got, first, got my friend in there. All right. Yeah, yeah. Definitely huge shout out to Joe. <laughs> so, we have the storyline to watch in this matchup. Tyler, what is your matchup to watch? Uh, I think the main storyline is, and, and I'm really, you know, like I know we're playing Washington, but, uh, uh, the football team hasn't won in green Bay since 1988. So I think that's a big storyline just to address early. Uh, they've lost the last five times coming to Lambeau. Um, so that's my main storyline, uh, just because like, you know, history would tell you that green Bay is going to win this game. It doesn't always happen. Upsets happen. New history happens. Um, but that's my main storyline going into this. Uh, Devontae Adams, another storyline right now. He is on pace to have a 1,900-yard season currently. Uh, if he plays 17 uh, games this year, he could even possibly eclipse uh, um, Calvin Johnson's record, season's, uh, season record as well. Yeah, big time. Rob, what is your um, your storyline to watch? Charlie, it's funny that you bring up Washington's record against uh, Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers actually has a losing record against Washington. True. Um, yeah. Will Will he improve this weekend? Probably, but just for now, he still has a losing record against uh, it's against Washington. Two and three, right? Yeah, he's two and three right three and now. Three. Uh, regular season. Okay. Luckily, we don't include the playoff loss to you guys <laughs> a few years ago. Um, my storyline, though, is. It's looking like Landon Collins is finally going to play more of a linebacker position, you know, um, after Ron. Ron Rivera finally cut Dustin Hopkins, um, and he, he had to sit down with Landon Collins and told him, point blank, you're more of a linebacker. Um, it, it's looking like that's what's going to happen. Landon Collins had an interview, I think, either today or yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Uh, they asked him about it. He said he doesn't like playing linebacker, but he knows he's good at it. And if it helps the team, um, then that's what he's going to do because he's a quote-unquote team player. So with him playing more of a linebacker position, hopefully that gives Cam Curl more opportunity. And, you know, Collins and, and William Jackson don't have to talk anymore. So hopefully, you know, we don't see three wide-open touchdowns to Devontae Adams. 
Although I have him in one of my fantasy leagues, so I wouldn't be completely opposed to that. And it's always nice seeing Fresno State players ball out in the NFL. Next one is Jamin Davis. Is he finally going to get some legit playing time? He had a few a few good plays against uh, the Chiefs last week. One of the Patrick Mahomes throwaways. Uh, Jamin Davis, he he closed that gap on Patrick Mahomes quick. And it was it was really nice to see. So hopefully he's going to get more playing time. Yeah. Um, and actually, to, uh, uh, to Tyler's point, it's actually going to um, – tomorrow is actually the – what 33 year anniversary the last time that we did win it was actually october 23rd of 88 which is crazy we were the defending super bowl champions that's, at that time that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say you guys <laughs> in 88 were coming off the super bowl and we were in a dark hole you know at that time correct. Yeah. yeah oh how the and, turntables <laughs> yes correct so and then, um, once again, this is, you know, we talk about as far as, um, I know there's such things called the eighth one of the world. Um, this will be what you would call the eight wonders of the world in the National Football League, going to a historic place like Lambeau. That's pretty much is a, um, you know, a very unique place, unlike other NFL cities where the city closes down, every, everything shuts down when the Packers are playing. It's almost like a kind of a nostalgic kind of old timey type of type of feel vibe when you go to Green Bay and like you said it's been pretty much a house of horrors for us I mean it's a lot of and I sit down I think about it it's a lot of heartbreaks I remember I think matter of fact it was um I know we had played y'all in 2019 I thought we did good enough to win that football game uh we had some situations that kind of go our way we you know that was another one we were horrible with that three and 13 team but that was kind of one of those games I looked at as far as one of our losses, I like we had a we had a legitimate shot. Uh I mean, we've had so many like bad games in Green Bay. Like it's just to a point, like you it's know, a tough, you just, it, it, it's really a tough place to play. Um yeah. you know, it's just it's got the fans are gonna be there. They sell out every single stadium, you know, every single time they're at home, they sell out. Um, everyone knows that Green Bay fans travel well, even on the road, but like, uh, being in Lambeau, you know, you're, you're going to have a packed house. Um, Green Bay is going to be wearing the fifties classics on Sunday. I know you guys saw that. Um, I, high. <laughs> yeah, you, high. yeah, that you guys said, so, I saw a comment about that. So I was like, okay, it must be like a division division foe for you guys or something in high school. Correct. Oh, no, actually, um, I don't know if you've seen the show all American, Oh, I got you. I got yeah, you uh, now. So you know yes. how, like, because, um, you know, like, and I think um, in that case, I think Mo come in and said that we're going to get um, beat by Spencer James. Like, Spencer James going to have a good game <laughs> oh on us. Which, if Spencer James was playing wide receiver, he probably would. He probably what's, would have what's a... funny? What's funny <laughs> is my high school used to play a high school called Crenshaw. So, I was so confused uh-huh. at first. And I've even seen All-Americans. So, like, it's just like... <laughs> yeah. It was just one of those moments for me. But, yeah, now I know exactly what you're saying now. That's funny. That's real Yo, funny. Yes. And they go, and, and always, that's one thing, too. I, and it's funny because I remember when you guys announced it in the summer. Mm-hmm. Unlike, unlike this team, but I digress. But, you know, as far as we knew that coming in that we were, you know, that that was going to happen. So I look at those type of games. It's 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 extra emphasis on that. So you know, it's, it's one of those you got to come with your A game, and you're like, oh boy, this is going to be a you know somewhat of a special game. And I will say, like for me, from a Packers fan, from being a cheesehead, um, I like these throwbacks way more than I like the throwbacks we've been wearing. Right? right. Like I am not a fan of the navy. Like I've never have been. Yes. Yeah. So like, I'm a I, I I'm glad that they're at least <laughs> green jerseys, you know, in Lambo because the navy was so weird to me. So I'm glad we uh, do the way with those. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, fellas, uh, what is the uh, – let's pull that up. The uh, matchup to watch. Um, Tal, yeah. I want your thoughts on the matchup to watch in this um, in this game for you. Uh, I think the matchup to watch is going to be the Packers offensive line against the Washington football team's defensive line. Um, you know, that you guys obviously – if you can put pressure on Aaron Rodgers, that's going to make the game difficult for us. So uh, seeing, you know, seeing Young and Sweat and uh, and Allen and Payne, like those, they need to get after the quarterback. Um, so that's the matchup I'm going to watch. The Packers offensive line's actually been pretty good late this season, and uh, that's with uh, having David Bakhtiari out. 
Um, he's going to come back in a couple weeks, but it's hard. You know, you're managing without your best left tackle who could possibly be the best left tackle in football even. Um, so that's the matchup I'm really gluing in on. Like, uh, can they get a, can Washington get a pass rush on Aaron Rodgers, or is the offensive line going to hold up for my team for the Packers? And is Aaron going to have time to throw the ball? Because that's going to make a big, you know, big deciding factor in this game, especially when Washington's given up 309 yards through the air, you know. So I think, you know, if the pressure ain't coming on Aaron Rodgers and he's got time in the pocket, he's, he's going to, you know, he's going to find Adams and have an enormous day. Right, right. Rob, what you get? I'm going to be looking at Aaron Jones against this front seven because in the last two games um, that Aaron Jones has played against Washington, he's averaging 11. Am I reading that right? Oh, no, that's just Green Bay overall. Green Bay overall is rushing, um, averaging 88 yards a game against Washington in their last two games. Um, how much? How many yards do you guys usually give up a game? Like about 80, 90? Is that about on the ground? I have it written down somewhere. Oh. It's a uh, we usually give up. Uh, we've given up 681 yards. I didn't do the math. I'm not smart so, enough, but we've given up 681 yards on the ground. Over 100. When yeah. six games, yeah, that's over 100 yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100, I know. Just yeah. to give context to that, I know Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are both averaging 4.6 yards per carry to yep. this season. Um, so I'm definitely gonna be looking at that. Uh, I saw a stat on ESPN that. Washington and Green Bay, their offensive lines are tied for third, I believe, in the in the league for the offensive line winning their their positions. So if if Green Bay's front four, if their offensive line is able to keep Aaron or keep uh, Chase Young and Montez Sweat, you know, keep them on the outside and kind of avoid Deron Payne because he's been he's been our one true like real game record this season on a consistent basis. If they can kind of just keep Aaron Jones away from him, I think Aaron Jones is gonna have is gonna have a good day against this defense. Yeah. Um actually, um that's gonna be the, the um who's gonna be the better play caller um as far as coordinators. Um Scott Turner, don't laugh wrong, versus <laughs> versus uh Joe um Joe Barry's defense. Um I'm curious because I think like you said, I'm a half glass kind of full, and I, I I have to like find some kind of conceivable way that I can give somewhat of an edge to Washington. I look at that matchup against like the Bears situation last week. Um, run the running backs somewhat had they had little cracks where they had little situations in that game where they kind of broke down Green Bay's defense, like um. You know they broke they broke in coverage. They kind of sagged off wide receivers in certain cases, and I look at that could be a potential when Scott Turner could pull that trigger when he sees that type of trend because we got two guys that could you know that could be game changing backs and JD McKissick and Antonio Gibson. So I, I think McKissick, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna yeah. say that to you as well. I think McKissick, you know, could have a good game, especially if they're throwing the ball to him, using them, you know, getting them out and getting them out in space. Uh, Jair Alexander ain't playing this game for us. So, Correct. you know, that's a, that's a hole at corner for us. Correct. So that's why I look at that type of situation. If there's a, if, if there is a crack, a sibilance <laughs> that we can take advantage of, I think there's a couple other advantages that I'll kind of discuss too. But I think that's kind of a key one when you sit down and you think about as far as what we can do because, that, like, me and Rob, we're talking about ad nauseum, like – Taylor Heineke, we don't want, we never ever want to put him in a position where he's got to be like the gunslinger, the one that's going to have to win a football game for us, especially when we're going against these elite quarterbacks. It's like we always like, like, you know, like I said last week, we bring every week we're bringing a butter knife to a gunfight. And this is another <laughs> one. We talked, we talked about, you know, last week going against Kansas City, the same, the same status quo. You still coming in this matchup, you know, empty handed. You know, and you know, so this is you know, so I look at like these like these type of factors where you can kind of slow the tempo, you know, make big plays and, and and take advantage of opportunities when they exist. And we have not even seven weeks into this season have not had that opportunity where we became opportunistic. 
And that's just a situation that really frightens me. Like as far as, you know, you, you would think at this point, we, you know, we get ready to head to November and we really haven't had our all three cylinders game yet. And I'm like, the clock is ticking. I guess like when I looked at it and you make a really good point um, about the play calling, I guess like when I looked at it, I know, you know, Washington has, you guys have six turnover or what is it? Nine turnovers in the past six games or something like that. It was uh, one of the stats that pointed out to me. So it was like, if Washington can play and what's up, Megan, uh, if, (laughs) if Washington can, you know, not turn the ball over if they can keep the ball clean and if they can, you know, be methodical on offense, I think certainly they have a shot. I think that's kind of what new Orleans did in week one against us, because even though, even though Aaron Rodgers kind of, you know, he, he played a bad game. It was a bad football game that he played in week one. Like he, he, he and we've, you know, regrouped since then. Uh, but they did, they beat us on the time of possession. Uh, the time of possession was, you know, very lopsided, Kamara was able to run the ball. They were able to be methodical. They kept Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. And I think, that, you know, that could, you know, bode for you guys too. And I'd say McKissick because I don't know the status of Gibson this week, correct, for you guys? Yeah, it's still a question. I think he, he was in limited practice. I, I didn't check what he did today, but I know he was limited yesterday. And who, who besides McKissick, it's drawn a blank. Who's the other running back? There's. There's uh, Jared three, Patterson. right? Jared, Jared yeah. Patterson. Yeah, Jared Patterson. Jared Patterson. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's another thing, too. Well, we I, I preach about time of possession, and that's crucial. Like, and you know, and we thought about it even last week in last week's game, where I looked at it from a standpoint, if they was to beat Kansas City, they had to be at least in that mid-30 range, like at least between yeah. 35, 36, right around that time. But obviously, they had the ball for 26 minutes and four seconds. You're not going to beat a team when you got the ball for only 26 minutes. Yeah, because like with Green Bay, like I was saying in week one, we only had the ball three times in the first half. So like New Orleans, you know, yeah, New Orleans had a plan. They were, they, you know, and they, they were great. You know, they performed it to to a T. Um so, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think time of possession, you know, some people say it's an overrated stat, but I still think that it's, you know, I still think it's how you win football games. Yeah. And, I mean, you talk about, like, you know, teams that travel in January, playing good defense and running the football is what travels in January. Yeah. Correct. And, right, and that's what this, that's people don't understand, especially now – like with y'all, Green Bay, you can get away with it. You got Aaron Rodgers. He can clear up right. everything. But like with us, when you got a team that's devoid of weapons, you got a quarterback that pretty much we got off the street. No offense to him. He's do, he's overachieving. Don't get me, don't get me hating on Taylor Heineke. But But I know what you mean. Old Dominion right. quarterback, right. you know. But, yeah. Right. Like y'all could get away with that. Can't City can get away with that. Teams that got quarterbacks, weapons across the board who are well well versed on offense versus us, where we have limited playmakers on this team, that's when those type of factors come into play. Because you know, if you have a potent offense, you can do whatever. You make the rules. Yeah. We come in, right? We got to be methodical. We got to be smart. We got to realize every possession means something. And we've always talked about, especially. On here, as far as it's the game of inches, they have to do situations where they have to convert on third downs. Also, on defense, they have to right. do that. It's, Win it's a game in of the inches trenches. because yeah, because everything, because everything with us has to be we we have to earn it because we don't we don't have that luxury of having a quarterback that can just can just you know just do his own thing you know, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, what something that I do look at, like even with this game, is that Ron Rivera is a vet. You know, he's a veteran coach. He's had a lot of experience in the National Football League. So, like, if someone's going to come up with a, the best game plan they possibly can to go into Green Bay and to spoil, you know, to spoil the spoil the 50s classic throwback, you know, home, home game for the Packers, you know, yeah. I think it's Ron Rivera, you know, because people get up and play for Ron Rivera. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> so, 
Come on, bro. Bring it home. Bring it home. Bring it home. Here, here's I, – you're hitting it on the head, Coach. You're saying that, you know, with teams with teams like Green Bay, they have Aaron Rodgers, they can kind of dictate. They can afford their defense to to give up a couple plays here and there. Right. Same thing with teams like Kansas City, although their their defense is absolutely horrendous except for when they play us, apparently. Um, but Patrick Mahomes need kind of needs to be better, but – you look at teams like the Ravens. They got Lamar. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is so dynamic that, again, the defense can can slack a little bit, and Lamar Jackson can probably make up for it. Right. The that's what we thought kind of we were gonna have with our defense, except it was gonna be reversed. Our defense going into the season, we truly, honestly believed that with the defense that we projected to have. That we didn't need somebody like an Aaron Rodgers, like a Patrick Mahomes, like a Kyler Murray. We could go in and win 10, 11, 12 games with a Ryan Fitzpatrick because our defense was going to hold teams to 10, 13, 17 points you know, a, a game. Now, there was, 21 was good, probably going to be a, a high-end prediction on what this team was going to be giving up. But since this team is giving up 30, I think 31 points. Yeah, li- yeah 31. exactly. 31 points per game. And we're expecting Taylor Heineke to go in and and compete with Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers? No, right. can't do I that. mean, and I that's a good point, Rob. And and honestly, like last night when I was on the NFL carousel, you know, you obviously have to sum up your segments on there so you only get a couple minutes. And yeah, the thing that pointed out to me, I was like, if you're going to tell Aaron Rodgers that a defense gives up 309 yards to the air and 31 points per game, then Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are going to be licking their chops for this game this week. Great. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, fellas, your X Factor. Tyler, what's your X Factor? I think, I honestly, Rob hit it on the head for me on this one. I think the X Factor is going to be Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon because what can they do? Last night I said the X Factor is going to be Randall Cobb in the slot, but um, I'm going to say Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon because the fact that they, like, I've been so impressed with A.J. Dillon. I was really impressed in camp with him, especially this year. Um, you know, obviously our team didn't play all this, didn't play starters for all three preseason games, so I didn't get to see a lot of them. Um, but they both are getting four four point six yards per carry. Um, after initial contact, I believe it's like three point six and three point one. So these guys are running hard, and um, I think if Green Bay, you know, Aaron's gonna Aaron's gonna have his day. Devontae Adams is gonna have his day. But if Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon get a, a ground game established in this game, um, then I think it's a, a, a good X factor for Green Bay and boding well for a victory this week. Big time. Rob, what you got? Uh, my my X factors are both on defense. Cam Krill and Landon Collins. Assuming Landon Collins does move down into the linebacker position, I would assume Cam Krill is going to take his spot at the uh, I believe strong safety, uh, one of the safety spots. With Landon Collins being in the box where he actually does thrive, he will he'll be able to kind of contain Aaron Jones a little bit, and hopefully he hopefully Aaron Jones doesn't have a huge game kind of force Aaron Rodgers to throw and I don't want that ideally but the fact that Cam Crow's going to be back there playing coverage and not Landon Collins does make me feel a little bit better that we can get to closer of what we thought this defense was going to be yeah big time um expect has got to be I think um as you as you point out early uh Tyler pretty much um the the the, our you know front seven versus you guys um, offensive line um, and can they actually get pressure to Aaron Rodgers? Um, you look mm-hmm. at the situation as of late. Um, people been been slightly getting Aaron Rodgers as of late. Like they've been you know I think um, I think I want to say he has had at least two sacks in the last like three games. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Chicago I got look, after him. Yeah. And then I look at just how we was able to get three sacks on Mahomes last uh, week and ten quarterback hits. Um, and I think that's another kind of key factor, um, us getting back to like, you know, what we kind of grew accustomed to this team as far as being able to get the pressure and hopefully with the pressure that creates turnovers. And I think that's kind of one of the biggest issues of why this team is not doing what they're doing, because I think we had such a good pass rush last year and that forced turnovers. And then obviously those turnovers turned into points 
and hence why we was able to win with even the deficiencies that we had offensively last year, which was a whole lot worse than this year, than this year. So um, hopefully, this, like you said, this defense wakes up, like in that, uh, to your point, Rob, hopefully maybe the move to Landon Collins, um, you know, to linebacker could potentially help this team as well. And like you said, and I think he, you know, especially with him as safety, like we talked about, Rob, we talk about this every week. We just talk about how – it's, it's almost like for every dollar we talk about a blown coverage that Landon Collins had, me and Rob could we could do this full time. Correct. <laughs> we we can we can quit our jobs. We can we can quit our right. We can quit our full time <laughs> jobs. Be able to support all our, our families. Probably support our you know our um our offspring's family. <laughs> you know and all that because all because we every time we talk about it, it's almost like we talk about. Especially when we talk about those those busted plays, land is like it. And here's here's how bad it is because clearly William Jackson and Landon Collins are not talking. I say this almost every week, Tyler. I'm, I'm mainly <laughs> telling you this because this is the only thing that makes sense in my small brain. So for two two players to have such not even miscommunication, but no communication whatsoever, oh I truly believe that William Jackson slept with Landon Collins' wife. <laughs> and Landon Collins found out. That's the only thing that makes sense because literally the communication that is not happening between them. We played six six games, six times at least. There has been a wide open receiver. The first game against uh, the Chargers, Keenan Allen was open all day. Second one, Darius Slayton dropped one in the end zone. Luckily, it helped us win the game. You had Stephen Diggs or Stephon Diggs, I'm sorry, against Buffalo, and luckily his flew out of bounds. And we had who do we play? Uh, Calvin Ridley was wide open. Oh no, no, Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson. We made Threw Cordell Patterson touchdowns. look like Jerry Rice out there. <laughs> and then last week, who did who the their same third, third receiver, whatever um, his uh, name is. A lot of people it was because remember Pringle went off. Pringle went oh. off. Then the other number eleven went off. I forgot his name. And then yeah, even them little did even them little dumb drop pass that he gave to Kelsey and Hill. Yeah, and Daryl Williams got one in that game, right? Daryl Williams yeah. went off, yep. And um, who else? And even oh, it was another um team that we played um that somebody went off um because that was because that was like, who we played on October the tenth. Oh, that was the Saints. That was um oh boy um the uh, the one that uh, was it number eleven. I forgot his name. It was, yeah, was it somebody Callaway? Else. Callaway, yeah, Callaway. Callaway. That was yeah. the one that touched the, the, the um, Hail Mary in the end zone. He went off. And it's just like, <laughs> it's like you yeah, said. That's a, it's a tough break for you guys. You yeah. Know, especially when yeah. that's happening. Right. Yeah, I know. It, it honestly popped, popped out to me when I was researching and looking at the stats. And I was like, oh, Washington gives up 309 yards through the air. That's, that's. You Washington. don't want to play Devontae Adams. Like, the, the crazy thing is, it's it's not even a lot of air yards. It's yards, dink and dunk passes that we yeah. just can't make tackles. There was a play last week against the Chiefs where it was a, a Patrick Mahomes hit the, the check down, and he was six yards from the line of scrimmage, had four Washington players. And there, there was a, a picture going around Twitter that showed just a still of that one moment with, I think it was Tyreek Hill had the ball, Four Washington players. He's like six, seven, eight yards from the first down marker. Yep. And the caption says somehow he got a first down on this play. And that has been. The, so you guys the, are just it, playing. You guys are just playing off the receivers, or or is it uh, not even playing issue off? Of, we just don't, don't make tackles. Not wrapping up. Gotcha. It's not wrapping up. Right. It's not you there, but yeah, because that was because that's when I was. That's when I got really paranoid because I was like, watch. It, and that's the thing that was weird about Kansas City. Like, honestly, kind of to go back to that game, like, I don't know why he kept on forcing stuff, especially when you had that situation where you had a check down. And this is like, I thought I thought he was going to check down us to death. I swear, when he got that third down, I was like, oh, it's over for us. But then he, stepped, he kept on still getting greedy. And I'm like, all right, we got a shot. Because I like, if I'm him, I'm going to pick my spots. Because I honestly, it all day. I, 
honestly, I had like a, this is off topic, but like fan, yeah. fancy football, I had a quarterback that didn't play last week. So I picked up Taylor Heineke because they were playing Kansas City. So I thought, you know, Heineke's going to come in here and against that secondary, he's going to light it up, have a big game, and I'm going to win this fancy matchup. And yeah, he <laughs> let me down last week. So. Tyler, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I let you down. I let America down. I let everybody down. I'm, I, I'll, take, I'll take that on the chin. I'll be a man and be accountable for, for that. But you know what? A lot of people did. A what's lot up? Of people what's really up, Cool? Thought, I see you on there. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people thought Haneke was going to have a good game. A lot of people thought this was going to be a shootout. Yeah. Because yeah. of how bad I thought it was going to be close. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All our carousel peeps in yes, the air. Indeed. I love to see it. Love to see yes, it. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Shout out to our NBA carousel family checking us yeah. out tonight. Definitely shout out to Megan and also cool, man. They yeah, Megan's I, Megan's uh, the host of the sip off as well. I'm on there on uh, yeah. Thursday nights as well. So yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. So um <laughs> <laughs> so we did the X Factor. So, Green Bay wins if they don't turn the ball over and the offensive line can hold up for Aaron Rodgers because I know Devontae Adams is going to have a big game. I believe in Aaron Jones to have a big game. As long as Aaron Rodgers isn't turning the ball over because he did twice against New Orleans, and that was a big reason why uh, they lost that game. They got behind the eight ball early. Um, And as long as Aaron isn't getting sacked by, you know, Chase Young, Payne, Allen, you know, you, the the whole crew for you guys, um, I think Green Bay wins. Raw. <laughs> Green Bay wins if they're able to leave their house to go to the stadium. <laughs> Green Bay <laughs> wins if Rogers, if uh, Rogers gets hot and is able to stay hot and exploit that secondary. Mm-hmm. If this secondary stays as bad as we've seen, if that Landon Collins moves the, moves the linebacker, doesn't really fix anything. And all Aaron Rodgers has to do is just and and I mean you made a lot of good insight that I didn't even know, Rob, because I was wondering like going into this game, like I was wondering, I was like, is Washington going to start playing some more like too high safety looks, you know? Because that's what New Orleans did against Green Bay. I'm just basing it off of the Packers, the game that they struggled the most this year, and they they played a lot of too high safety looks. They were they were you know playing a lot of zone on us, and that did work out in their favor. So I didn't know if Washington, what Washington's game plan was going to be. And like you said, um, you know, Landon moving to linebacker would be interesting this week. Big time. <laughs> Great minds thinking like Rob. I said, just show up. <laughs> it's just like, it's at this point, because like you said, we, you know, how, um, I mean, pretty much exposed the pass defense. I don't even necessarily, I think, it's already exposed. I would just say maybe take take advantage of it or just continue continue their their ways. Um and Washington ranks twenty, I mean they rank thirty second in yards allowed per game. I mean yards per, per game as far as in, on the passing. Um and then, you know, and then another thing, like we said, I we always talk about force Telehaneke to be a gunslinger. Make you know you know the the the, uh, the so-called Aaron, uh, not Aaron Rodgers, but the Brett Favre. <laughs> you know, Mr. Little Brett Favre, and you know, let him have a shout, um, a shooting match because to me it's like almost you know, force him to throw it, throw it down the field, force him to throw it, and force him. You know, and I'm just really curious as far as how if um, as far as would you guys be able to ball up, um, ball them up in a pocket? And that's the thing too. And you keep them in a the pocket, and you've noticed. I noticed that especially now, especially in that Kansas City where they kept him in the pocket, but he danced. Oh boy, did he dance last week? He did. He did some dancing, and that's really simply what you do. You really want to keep him dancing. I mean, because he's gonna be hard to get down. I, I will give him credit. He's he a tough son of a gun. He gonna he gonna be a guy that I know for a certain. It's gonna it take a lot for him to go down. He will literally go down. You know it, he'll you know it's gonna take a a, a a very strong force to bring him down. 
And to me, just keep him, keep him dancing, keep him guessing, and just keep him in that pocket because if he runs, I mean it, that it that can bode that can bode trouble. And you know, especially uh, with that Green Bay defense, you want to keep Washington offense off that field. And you know, so yeah, just keep him contained in that pocket. And if he if he run, he might have a problem. So. Tyler, well, I always ask this question as well. Yeah, 30 second, cool. 30 with 30 second on in pass defense. We we're the worst. <laughs> we are the worst. We're worse. <laughs> we make other we make we make uh we're yeah. last in passing yards and last in uh passing touchdowns. Yeah. Defensively and speaking. We, right, right. And we're we're horrible. We're horrible when it comes to defense. So, Washington football team wins, Tyler, if... Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh. <laughs> um, no, no I, think, then, uh, I don't think that... I don't even think that'll be enough. I think uh, Washington wins this game if they get multiple first downs, are methodical on offense, and if that... And I'll keep alluding to it as well... Um, because I do think it matters. I think being methodical and keeping Aaron Rodgers on the sideline is a is a good blueprint. You know, it's hard to do, but it's a good blueprint. Um, and, and multiple pressures on him. Aaron's going to have to get rattled. Aaron does struggle sometimes, like in games when he is getting hit multiple times. I've seen games that Aaron, when he is getting sacked three or four times, how how rattled he gets and how his he doesn't necessarily come back and start slinging the ball around the field and bounces back like. Like New Orleans started getting pressure on them early. They started giving them issues early and it trickled. It was like almost a snowball effect. Um, Aaron doesn't have a great record when he is trailing uh, in football games, to be honest. I don't know if a lot of people know that, um, but Aaron has a hard time coming back. So I think if Washington can get out early and on long, long sustaining drives, I think Washington does have a shot. But that being said, I'm, I'm you guys know. You guys know I'm riding with my boys, and I think we're gonna get it done. But I think that's a blueprint for Washington. Honestly, I, I, I think it, I think it's, we all feel the same way. I think it's, this might be a unison when it comes to predictions. I've already kind of set my spiel of what Green Bay should do this week, which I and I'll allude that to my prediction prediction as well. Yeah, Rob, your beloved okay. Washington football team wins if if three things happen. Okay. We limit big plays, so no more leaving wide open receivers, no more wide open Devontae Adams. Can't have that. No turnovers. Surprisingly, yeah, that's a Washington is sixth in the league um, as far as turnover percentage percentages of their drives that end in turnovers. They're sixth, only at thirteen point eight percent. I think the other eighty seven percent are punts, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so as long as Taylor Heineke can take care of the ball, no turnovers, no costly turnovers. Um, and then the last thing is we, we got to run the ball somehow. I don't know if my math is wrong, but we're averaging over a hundred rushing yards a game as a team. Obviously between McKissick and, and Antonio Gibson, we're, we rush for th- 638 yards a game. That's like 108 yards, um, 108 yards per, I'm sorry, 638 on the season like 108 on the on the season or per game on the season and ironically that's about the same amount that green bay gives up per game 108 yards rushing like i said our offensive line is what they're winning the battles up front for whatever reason scott turner doesn't want to actually we know the reason we've already discussed this coach he just wants taylor heineke to ball out for whatever reason he doesn't want to do what's going to win he wants he wants to be right about Heineke. Just run the ball, and if that Landon Collins, I'm I'm really hoping that Landon Collins move works out and it helps our defense. But those three things, those are the three biggest things. And if uh, this cool. team wants a chance to win. Cool, McCain said, feed Gibson, need them fantasy points. Well, we don't know if Gibson's playing, so you might want to pick up uh, McKissick this week. As of right now, he's expected to play. Okay. Yeah, he's expected to play. Yeah, so yeah, you know, but still pick up McKissick if you can. Yeah, pick up. Yeah, pick up some one of our running backs, um, at least. Now, this is interesting though. Like, 
And we we always talk about keys to win, but I I think I think it always falls on deaf ears, Rob. I think we always for the last six weeks we've gave I think and I'll you know maybe just you know just maybe just uh, um you know not to toot our own horn, but we give them the keys, but do they listen to us? No, no they don't. Right? They don't. What do we they know? Don't. What do we know? <laughs> we don't know we, anything. We just, just watch the football guys that just do shows twice a week. You know. <laughs> You know, <laughs> all we do is all we do is watch the game two or three times. Exactly. Um, so a lot of things. This is key, but I know Washington is not gonna do this. And I hate saying this because when you are in the red zone, Green Bay red zone defense is horrible. True, true, good point. Horrible. Good point. When you are in the red zone, I need you to punch it in. I do not want Chris Blewett to be kicking field goals when we in the red zone. I don't, I don't know. That's, no. that's, that's honestly a brilliant point. I didn't like it, it, it fumbled my head for a second, but like, yeah, almost every time a team goes into the red zone, they score on Greenback. I, th- I think it's 15 for 15. I think yeah, I think it is. Been, who's, who's had red zone drafts are 15 for 15. Yeah, see, it, you're right. It's not usually big plays that beats Green Bay. Like, you don't get right. big plays and score a 70-yard touchdown drive or a running back breaks a tackle and runs for 55 yards. It's long, sustaining drives and then getting right. in the red zone and punching it in. That's what teams do. This is what, you, this is what you do when you are in the red zone. You have to find a conceivable way to score the football. A three-point field goal against a Aaron Rodgers steady offense is not going to do it. You cannot trade field goals for touchdowns. It's it, forget football. That's math. Like yeah. <laughs> six well seven is greater than three. I don't care in any in any facet of life. That's math that's basic simple elementary concept. What's greater? Seven or three? So if and you and you're in that spot, you got to be opportunistic. We already kind of mentioned our, our, our deficiencies. This is a David versus Goliath matchup when it comes to offense. Don't don't do David stuff. Don't succumb to this three points. Oh, we're just gonna play a numbers game. No, you got you have you got to score. Yeah, you got to You can't you can't be conservative in a football game like this. You're going to have to take risks. You're going to have to take chances. If it's fourth and one, you're going to have to go for it. You you know, and I mean, you can't punt the football. (laughs) (laughs) Brian (laughs) Dayball. Yeah, right. Especially when when you're an underdog like Washington is like you're going to have to. You can't, you can't just go in and, like Tyler said, you can't go in and play, play conservative. You can't think, go play analytics. You you got to think, okay, you know, we got to do something to, to kind of blow this game open. We got to take chances, and, and hopefully they hit on it. But, yeah, can't, I think can't scoring, play. I, for you guys, I really do think scoring early does build the confidence a lot. Because, yeah. yeah. I've like I said, Aaron Rodgers, like, yeah, he came back uh, last week when the Bears scored, and it was seven nothing, and against Pittsburgh too. But, but statistically speaking, if you look at the games that he has trailed, he hasn't came back in. You know what I mean? So I think getting out early is it would bode well for you guys. Yeah, and that I'm telling you, that, and that's like how I think that's if if to be to a man to be honest, that's how I think essentially how we lost to Kansas City because I knew once they got the lead, we can't come back. Mm-hmm. We can't. We've already and and that's where we you trade the field goals for the for the points. You went for three instead of going for seven. You and this is another thing that's plagued this team since I don't know when. You gotta punch it in. You you gotta score. And then my thing is, and we talk about this every week, Rob, and it's almost to a point where if we're seeing this, you know, we 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 adults, we got family, we got you, your case, you got kids, you got a job, you got a life. We focus on the team for a far fraction of our lives. Yeah. Nobody really realize what the hell are we doing on third down on our third down defense? Like we need to stop, and that's another fact that you 
that's another problem. That third down defense, you got to tighten that up. That third down efficiency is going to be when we said I said if if this continues to be a trend, that's going to be probably one of the biggest stats that I'm gonna look at going to the 2022 and be like, well, going to the to the end of the season and be like, that's one of the main reasons why we lost double digit losses this year because of that. If you you got to keep your cat, you got to stop this team on third down. You, gotta you guys got to get off get off the field, right? Correct. Yeah. And these are the type of things, and it's, it ain't just like I can deal with being third, thirty one, thirty short. All right, that's a matter of inches. Yeah. But we have been gashed on third and longs, third and seventeen, yeah, those third are and back, ten. Those are backbreakers. Yeah, right, and, right, and that's. And when you do that type of stuff, that that just breaks your confidence, and 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 those type of things you just can't recover from. So, I look at it like that, getting the red zone, take advantage of it. Like we said, condense that game. I think that's a key key. And third down struggles create turnovers, and I think you do have an opportunity to create turnovers. When you create those turnovers, turn those into points. That's an extra opportunity for a team that's always don't have that don't have opportunities like the, like the other quarterbacks that we face. Yep. You know, we don't have a uh, you know, we don't have a, you know, a, a uh, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, other elite quarterbacks that we've played this year. Like we had Tom Brady come in in two weeks, all this about three weeks. Man, you guys we'll schedule is brutal this year, oh, isn't boy. it? Correct. <laughs> it is, and it's getting. It's gonna get progressively worse potentially. Oh man! So yeah. So, fellas, it's prediction time. <laughs> you want to go right. first? Um, no, no. I'm gonna go with you first. We, you, you, you're our guest. We got to okay. You know, we we treat we we, we treat the guests. We we you know the guest is is um go get the first crack at it. Okay. Let's just go at Ah, I did this on the NFL carousel last night too, and <laughs> I don't, and I don't want to. It, it's not a shot at either one of you guys or the Washington football fan base because I love this show. Uh, I think yeah. you both are great dudes. I think Green Bay wins this game, thirty-four seventeen. Um, I just think Green Bay is going to get out front early. Um, I actually expect this to be Devontae Adams' best game of the season, and he did have a game a couple a couple weeks ago where he had over 200 yards. I think that's similar here. Um, I just don't know what, you know, Fuller or Jackson, what they're going to do with Devontae, you know what I mean? And and to Rob's point, Rob's saying they're playing off of receivers. Like you can't play off of Devontae Adams because Devontae Adams will just kill you, you know? He'll eviscerate you. That's what he does. Um, so I got 34 17 Packers. Yeah. He'll be he'll be walking on the he'll be walking in the end zone alone. <laughs> <laughs> you might get three touchdowns this game. I don't know. It's just I, I expect a big game from you know from DA. <laughs> Rob, Rob. <laughs> so here's why that's not gonna happen this week. Again, Landon Collins is gonna be playing in the box. He'll be playing okay. a linebacker, which means Cam Crow's going to be at safety, which means we actually have somebody back there that can play coverage. That's one thing we've been missing back there in in our in the at the safety position. Landon Collins cannot play coverage to literally save his life. <laughs> um, like I said earlier, Green Bay's rush defense is they're middle of the pack along with our rush offense. Middle of the pack, they're averaging literally, I think, the exact same. Mm-hmm. Um, but this could just be me being naive, but I'm really trying to speak this into existence. That defense is going to look different tomorrow or on Sunday, rather. And our boy Blew It isn't going to blow it, he's going to come in clutch. Washington winning 24 21. Oh, 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 gonna come in clutch. I respect it. You riding with them boys. Washington football team. (laughs) Yeah, and you know what's funny? (laughs) So I'm the opposite. You know how last week you would like down the dumps, like, oh, we're gonna get this destroyed by Kansas City. Which you was right. 
I, I had us winning, so I was, you know, normally I'm like you. I'm the, I'm the, um, you know, I have, I have irrational confidence kind of guy. But I got to be a man of my word because remember I said last week, this is going to be Green Bay's homecoming game. It's a home camp, homecoming game for a reason. Like I said last week, if you, if a Green Bay Packer um, want to propose to his girlfriend, bring the whole family. You ain't going to get embarrassed this week. <laughs> I got I got Washington losing thirty one to twenty one. I like like you said, Rob. I like to a point where I really do want. Like I said, I I, I literally pray that you're right. I want to win. This is losing sucks. It's not. It's trust me. I I I, I enjoy working with you, Rob. We are <laughs> boys. We family. But after a loss, it really, really sucks. Like honestly, like we smile. It's hard stuff. doing those shows. Correct. It's difficult. It did like like oh, and last week was even worse. It's almost like I really felt like it was bad, like to a point like I had a headache. I, my energy was low. And then, like you said, it cascaded. Cause I didn't know about the, you know, actually Pat Mahomes brother. I'm not gonna say his name out loud because he's banned. He's banned for life for me. And there's no way I would ever blurt out his name anymore. But then I'll add injury, injury to that insult. But I hope you're right, Rob. But they, they do have a legitimate shot of this game. But I think Green Bay is going to take care of business this week. And I think I don't even last time. And I think last time that I did, I'm going to be real with you. Last time that I did, um, you know, it predicted Washington lose. They won. So, <laughs> hey, it's good to take however, it. However, we get it. I don't care. Yeah, take don't it out of your hand. Because, and that's another thing too. Because if they do win, that's a season saving win. Because next week looks a lot easier. It look. Trust me. In the beginning of the season, I thought Halloween was gonna might be a, a, a house of horrors for us, but I don't know. We got a short. We have a short week. We uh, after this, after with you guys on Sunday, we play uh, Arizona on Thursday night, which would be a crazy game. Undefeated Cardinals. Yeah, I'm a little worried about that one, but we'll see. Yeah, but I think next week might be my. I thought Halloween was gonna be a little scary, but I don't know. We might get some treats. Who do you guys got next week? Denver. Denver. Oh, even though they got ten days rest, but still. Still, still, Denver. <laughs> Denver looks like they are snowballing fast, you know. Correct. But Jerry Judy's supposed to be back Ooh. for that game, so we'll see. I, I, but you I'm guys just, might run the ball, you know, because you yeah. watch what Cleveland did to him last night, you know. Doubt it. He said, "Doubt it." <laughs> but like, <laughs> and, and Scott, <laughs> Scott Turner has been the biggest Taylor Heineke fan for his entire life. Like, I'm pretty sure he was there when he was born. And he wants Heineke to be great. Because out of when Heineke was doing his pro days at ODU, there were a lot of scouts there. Scott Turner was the only coach at his pro day. What's funny is that you guys talk about that. And I have a friend I went to high school with who is actually a coordinator at Old Dominion. He has been for the past three years, Ryan Hardy. He's one of my uh, close friends. So, like, he really roots for Taylor Heineke. He's a Browns fan, but... uh, but he really roots for Taylor Heineke um, every week, and he's been kind of teasing me this week. He's like, "Oh, he's playing your guys's guys, and Taylor's gonna have a big game." So it's funny you mention that. But the I just Dominion. Scott Turner needs to run the ball. Yeah. Our run, our run game is the strength of our offense right now, and he just needs to stick with it. Yeah. But is he gonna do it? Probably not. Right, and that's the thing where it's like we know it, but then they're not gonna implement it. So it's like I think the same thing with that. So I, I have a question unrelated to the game since I'm talking to two Washington uh, football fans. Uh, you guys want to keep the team name? You want to still be called the Washington Football Team? Because I've never really asked Washington fans this, right? I, the, the thing is, I don't know. Initially, yes, but then all the stuff that's going on now. It made me feel like we need a new a new beginning again. And I mean, it's just I know that sounds crazy, but like I do, I I like the name. It does make us unique. But then a part of me is like certain instances of what they how they do it, like in Madden, 
with it's just it's all crazy to me because you know i've always called them the skins right that's what i just have always called them you know i was like oh the skins are playing this week that's just always been the yeah, it's, it's so I wanted to ask two Washington fans that for sure. What about you, Rob? I I don't even know if I'm still going to be a fan of this team after January 9th. <laughs> Not even going to lie. Be completely honest. I, it has been going through my mind a lot lately, especially the last this last two weeks with everything coming out. And um, but yes, I would love to keep the name. I at first when the, when they first announced that they were retiring the old nickname and going with just Washington football team, I was mad. I was like, this is dumb. Like I get it. Yeah. I get retiring yeah. the old name. It's a race yeah. moniker. I'm all for it. I was upset that they didn't have something in place. And then it grew on me. It really the name grew on me and the W grew on me. Just yeah. that solid W yellow just looks nice and clean. And I love it. And I do want it to stay Washington football team. It's just it, it it's hard to get away from tradition. Joe Cost, who is actually commenting on the show, he just said nice show, guys. I appreciate you all. Um, he's a Cleveland Indians fan, right? So he's oh, trying to get you yeah. he's trying to get used to going to the Cleveland Guardians. And even though he's embracing it because he understands why they're doing it, mm-hmm. um, it's still super hard. You bought an Indians merchandise, you know, your whole life, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it, yeah. it's always tough. But as long as he understands the the reasoning for it and he's embracing it, that's that I appreciate because even just scrolling through Washington Twitter, it's it irks me because I I'm I'm Mexican, so inherently I'm native. I'm not in touch with my Native American side and anything like that. But one thing my dad always taught me is if you say or do something and somebody says, "Hey, that upset me," you have no right to tell them that that it didn't hurt them. Absolutely. So that's always Good just advice. been my my mindset when, you know, this thing was coming out, especially the last, like, 10 years. I was like, okay, if if people do find it offensive, then we need to change it. Yeah. And just going through Washington Twitter, it's so hard. Like, mm. people, hearing people say, I don't care, the name is still this, and I'm still going to say it. Like, and, and I get it. It's so hard when something just now is brand new to the offensive list. Yeah, like it's hard not to say because you've said it your whole life. It's right. been okay your whole life, and it's just. But I do appreciate Joe for for at least understanding and trying yeah. to trying to get away from using that name because that's the one word. I think probably since I was like <clears throat> eleven or twelve, that's one word I've I have not used since I was yeah. about that age when I really understood the whole Columbus thing and why they were called Indians. I was like, well, they're not Indians; they're Native Americans, and. So that's one word I've never used or I yeah. haven't used in a really long time. And I do greatly appreciate that from Joe. And I think it's important to just embrace your city, right? So like for yeah. Washington, you embrace Washington. You just embrace your city right. and the football yeah. team that's on the field. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And if it is yeah. a shit show. Yeah. And that's another reason why I'm like, I think even with a name change, I know I'm sitting back and forth with like, I do love the concept of the Washington football team. I, it makes us unique. It makes mm-hmm. us, you know, stand out out of everybody but just with everything that's going on like with the scandals and all it's almost like we need a we need a fresh start and maybe yeah hopefully with a name change once again maybe that can usher in something new fresh because when we all know what the real issue the the real problem is until that issue leaves you know that um leave his position yeah then i think it'll, it'll be you know i it will, we might end up being like the LA Clippers, it, it, you know. Now to bring it up, you know, cover the um the, the Clippers for the carousel. Um, so, I we're starting to become like the LA Clippers, the, the you know of of the NBA. You know how how that used to be with during their regime as kind of a joke owner. And yeah, and I mean now, uh, I don't know if you got the news today, but now you got the Phoenix owner, you know, going or Phoenix GM going through some yes. stuff too right now. Yes, so. I was like, oh, this is I'm like this. It might be another like you know days of reckoning potentially. Yeah, um, but we know that the NBA, the Adam Silver is going to take action on it. He did it once with an owner. Very, oh yeah, yeah, very yeah, yeah, yeah. about it. He'll and that's it. one thing I wish Roger Goodell would do. But he's in such a I've always spot. had my feelings about Roger Goodell. I've never yeah, been a fan. Too. And and like he's in such a he's in a tight spot because he's pretty much he's he's their cleanup man. So you know 
he think about it, he's like the face of the NFL and and who press his buttons are the owners. Mm-hmm. So and that's the like we talked about, that's that's the country club. So anything goes. You it, know. I tell you, I feel for you guys because having of like, you know, it is so hard to root for your team and then you just like you have this front brass that you just don't respect right and as a Packers fan and as an Aaron Rodgers fan you know you go through that too because you're like yeah. Mark Murphy Brian Gutekunst like why are these guys ruining everything right now exactly. so yeah it's tough really, it's really tough honestly really tough right right so let's put a bow on this week's watch the football guys podcast Tyler social media let them know yeah uh i actually just got a twitter last night but surprisingly it's it's bumping i got like 180 hey. followers already so hey. it's coming up there so ti uh sports talk on twitter uh you guys could catch me on the nba carousel hosted by megan price on monday nights at eight o'clock you can catch me on the sports gauntlet tuesday nights at 10 o'clock on youtube you can catch me on the sip off thursday nights at 8 15 hosted by megan price and uh, you guys can also catch me on the NFL carousel uh, as well, hosted by uh, Eric Wilson. Yeah, big time. Rob. Y'all already know where you can find me, FNC Pod on Twitter, Football and Chill Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. First of all, Joe, Megan, cool. Thank you guys so much for commenting. It was definitely cool interacting with you guys. Um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram did all that. Um, Wednesday, got Cruise Island. Um, I think I know what I'm talking about. I just I need to go over a few things first. I need to understand, I need to know if I really want to talk about it at this moment. Um, but if you're into gaming, uh, later on tonight I will be streaming over on my Twitch, Twitch.tv/football and show gaming starting probably around like seven seven fifteen Pacific time. Um, I'm probably gonna be streaming Splitgate, Warzone, maybe a little bit of Madden. We'll see see where the night takes us. Big time. Yes, indeed. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram under Couch Coach Live. Man. All right. So Mondays, overreaction Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then also I'll be also joined with my guy on the NBA carousel, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Host Megan Price will be doing. I do the LA Clippers. I'm the Clippers rep for that. I do the uh, Bulls. Yeah, and I, you know what's so funny? I'm a Bulls fan. So no, right like, on. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, let me do the Clippers because, like, I, you know, because I did it last year, I, like, watched it. And then they ended up having it in the story gear. So that was kind of yeah. cool to kind of um, follow that team. And, you know, and they're, um, you know. Then also Tuesdays, Couch Coach Live, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Fridays, we got the Watch the Football Guys podcast at 8 o'clock, me and Rob. Um, Saturdays, uh, see you Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I won't be doing that this week. Got a little work and also a little um, little fun this weekend as well. So shout out to I got Kenneth who will be the co-host this week. Um, and then um, Sundays, except for this Sunday, uh, we do the Watch the Football Guys post game. We won't do one this Sunday um, because next week is episode 21. We wanted to make sure there was a special one that – you know, me and Rob will be a part of it. So we want to make that, you know, uh, kind of almost like a standalone type of situation. So we don't want to just have it after a Packers loss. So, <laughs> and uh, lastly, I, and lastly, I just want to thank you guys. I appreciate uh, you guys letting me jump on here and talk with you guys. I had a lot of fun. So I appreciate it, coach, and appreciate it, Rob. Definitely. Follow, yeah. And then also the NFL carousel too. I'm on that. I'm the Washington rep. I don't know how long, uh, you know, this team made the most sexies in the NFL. So, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm trying, I'm, you know, like uh, me, Detroit reps, like we, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. My poor, uh, my, my poor <laughs> guy, Dom. Dom, Dom. Yeah. Dom's yeah, Dom, actually, yeah. <laughs> he's actually one of my hosts on the sports gauntlet podcast yeah. on Tuesday nights too. And, yeah, my poor man, uh, Detroit Dom, man. It's yeah. tough. It's tough out here. <laughs> but, yeah, man, definitely appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, definitely, like you said, once again, appreciate Megan, Cool, 
uh, Joe, everybody who chimed in tonight on the Watch the Football Guys podcast. And once again, definitely appreciate you, uh, Tyler, for coming on. And like you said, your Twitter booming. Like, dude, you just got Twitter like maybe less than what, 24 hours. I know, I, think, I know. It's, it's I hate you growing about up. Like, like 10 o'clock. He was like, yo, I'm going to create a Twitter. I'm thinking to myself, who created a Twitter? And then when I woke up, I was like, I got my, my – I, like, I literally, like, replied, honestly. <laughs> I replied on a sports post, and then all of a sudden it just started – what a bunch yeah. of people yeah but it got a bunch of likes people thought it was funny and then all of a sudden people are at me so that's cool i know i was like and i woke up because i think i woke up and i think before i went to work because i went to work at like eight so i like about seven so i'm like this pick like 100 and like 25 follows I'm like, what? <laughs> like that quick like bro you know how long it took me to get 125 followers it took me like months <laughs> It took you a day. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how this world works, man. <laughs> Things go viral so fast. If you just say the right thing, it's weird. <laughs> Correct. But yeah, uh, once again, appreciate you guys for tuning in to the Washington Football Guys, and we will catch you guys next Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This has been Go Pack Go Washington, <laughs> Washington Football Guys podcast. <laughs> Definitely appreciate you for coming on, Tyler. We we'll catch you guys next week.